Hey guys, this is Summer. And this is Maddie. Welcome to our safe space to vent, cry, and spill the tea. We're the military spouses that spill the fun on motherhood, deployment, and overseas life, and more. This is our unfiltered world that we call day-to-day life. Buckle, Buckle up, up, bitches. Welcome back to our podcast. My name is Mad Dog, and this is my partner, Slim Dog. Please don't call me that. <laughs> um, sorry we took three weeks off. I think it's been about three weeks. We had a lot come up. Um, our kids graduated. Our kids graduated school, well, VPK and kindergarten, and we had a bunch of family in town. Um, my husband just recently deployed. We had your birthday. And I had my birthday, and my dog died. Her dog didn't die, thank God. That would have been depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) So I'm here to teach you guys on how to live and love your military life. Maybe you're feeling stuck in the military because you had to give up your job or schooling to take care of the house or the chores, and that's where you have to choose to love the military life and choose to love your husband. Hearing people tell you all the time you chose to be married to a military man or you knew what you were getting yourself into is really something that just drives me nuts, so I really want to focus on how to really truly love your life and while you're being a military spouse. Yeah, um, I feel like we're not necessarily seasoned spouses yet. So our advice is from our experience um, and the resources that we have found the most helpful. I personally, my husband has only been in the military for six years. Um, We have PCS'd a total of three times. If you want to count tech school, if you don't count tech school, then we've only PCS'd twice. We've been in Texas, Hawaii, and now here in Florida. Um, There's been a lot to go into our military world in just that short six-year span. Yeah, I've been married to my Air Force husband for five years. Um, He's been in the military for four years. We've gone through one deployment and currently going through a deployment now. Um, The two really important things to make sure your relationship doesn't suffer when your husband is either gone, TUI, deployed, or just working long hours. Summer's husband works really long hours and rough times. My husband's gone every 48 hours and deploys a lot and TUIs a lot. So we could give you guys some good like tips on how to like make your relationship stronger and grow. Um, we'll have you start with your your husband working like night shift and how you guys stay connected yeah um so my husband does work about 13 hours um they're in the process of a a schedule change right now but that still doesn't take away the 13 hours he does three months on nights three months on days and then back to three months on nights so it's hard once we get into the swing of things i feel like we're switching again And on the days that he works, he's gone from, like, he gets up at 4, and then he's gone all day until right before we put the kids to bed. So he misses out on a lot. That's actually one of the main reasons we we chose to move on base is because before, 
his 13 hours of work was turning into almost 14, 15 hours with him driving to and from in traffic. But it's definitely hard because you, you can get less connected with your spouse by not seeing them anymore and not sharing a bed with them. Like I get out of bed, he gets in bed, like, and asking the kids, okay guys, you have to be quiet. Daddy's sleeping still. I don't know. It's just, there's a lot that goes into his schedule and it's not something everybody really understands because some people are really lucky in the military. And I say really lucky loosely because what their actual job entails, who knows, but they have more of like a nine to five vibe. I know that you go through those 48s. I mean, I mean, how do you even manage that? You have two small kids on top of that. Um, it's really hard going through um, my husband's, like, hours because I see a lot of my friends that get to, like, spend holidays with their spouse or even, like, their spouses get to take time off to either take their kid to the doctor's appointment or... Um, go to a school event and my husband absolutely cannot take time off for those things he is a firefighter so they need a certain amount of people to ride a truck and be at the station and so they're they have to request time off a couple months in advance so if like a school activity um, pops up for example like my daughter had a play at her school and he couldn't just take that off and the teacher told me like three weeks in advance and that's just too soon for them to like find people to drive the truck and so that's really hard um and then my husband being gone for 48s it's really hard to like stay connected because once he gets home I'm ready for a break I'm ready to get out of the house and not be with kids 24 7 um so I feel like we really just never have time as a family or just us I mean it's it's hard how do you feel like that plays into parenting? Uh, we both have young kids, and I know for us in our house, it's hard because they, my kids look at me as their primary parent, and I know that's awful to say, but when they're seeing me 24-7 versus seeing dad only about four hours out of the day max, it's hard for him to jump in, and he wants to prove like he's still a parent necessarily. Of course he is, but like, and the kids are either a little more, like they don't care as much. Because they're like, oh, well, but mom said, and yeah. mom said that when she was tired and she was just trying to have two How moments. How do you go of, to bed? Yeah. So mom makes these promises and then daddy's like, um, what? Yeah, that's definitely hard. Um, we, we struggle with parenting a lot because he will come back home after 48 hours and be like, well, why didn't she do this while I was gone? And so like, because I was having a hard time, I had two kids I was running after and I had to take them to a doctor's appointment and go to a school event and clean the house and take care of the dog that there's sometimes there's just times I just say, eat whatever you want for dinner. I don't care if you want a bowl oh, of ice cream, yeah. go for it. I mean, I, f I have those days too. And I don't feel like that's abnormal. Sometimes we just need that moment and they need to be independent too. But exactly. My husband kind of looks at it as me over babying the kids but in real reality i'm like no i'm just exhausted they're not hurting themselves they're not hurting each other it's fine if they do this for 20 minutes out of their life yeah like i don't see the big deal but how would you say like what is their best advice to get necessarily through that like how to manage the connection about being apart and then how to kind of 
be on the same page when it comes to parenting and have them feel included. I would definitely have to say take time for yourself and not just as a couple, but for yourself as well. Um, date nights is something that we really look forward to. We don't get them as much as we should. Maybe every two to three months we get to go on a date. But when we do go on a date, we really do sit back and think about what has happened the last three months or how we could change things or improve our communication or just as, as us as a couple. Um, so really just look back and like work as a team. I mean, yeah. there's days that you're just going to not agree, and that's okay, but you really just have to take back and... It's not about winning, necessarily. Yeah. It's about balancing and putting everybody's needs on the same level, so to say. I, I agree. Date nights are huge. That helps us a lot. We take two date nights a month. One of them is us literally sitting in a movie most of the time and not talking, and the other one is normally like we'll sit on the beach or we'll do an adventure where we can communicate and take that time to be like, all right, let's reflect on any issues that we've had the last couple of weeks and how can we do that better? Or is there anything that I feel like giving each other a moment to voice like any concerns? Like, is there anything that I did in the last few weeks that has like that you didn't necessarily agree with or may have hurt your feelings? I feel like that's a really nice space to he's like. So just kind of open it up and give him a chance to speak up and give me a chance to speak up on any struggles we're having. And then I think it's also really important for parenting. Like we do have a set of rules in our house. Mm -hmm. Like we have a set of, we have lines and boundaries that we both agreed with when it comes to like either discipline or just how we expect them to be raised. And we're on the same page as that. And I know that he knows that I won't let them cross that boundary. Like my kids say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. That is really important to him, and I respect that by by including that into my parenting. Um, but I just feel like open communication, like you said, and I mean, I really, that's it right there. Open communication and not trying to win a fight, but trying to find what works for your family, and it's about compromise. Do you feel like there's been a lot of emotional sides to being a military spouse? Like, for example, or even mental health side effects from it, like, as in your life, you're going through a deployment right now, and you, before that, you mentioned that you rarely had holidays with your husband because of his work schedule. Do you feel like that plays, like, on an emotional level? Like, does it mess, I don't want to say mess with your head, but does it? Um, yeah, it definitely does, um... Asking for help is a big struggle that I go through and um, because we know what we signed up for, but we don't want people to feel bad for us, so we don't ask for help. Um, we also don't enjoy talking about our feelings during deployments, and I feel like that's something I struggle with no matter if it's a deployment or not, but I really don't like talking about my feelings during deployments. Um, because I don't want my kids watching me cry about the deployment. So I kind of just suck it up and go with the flow and hold it all in until I can't no more. Um, um, me personally, I distance myself because I'm in survival mode. mode. Like I don't, 
I don't have time to sit back and talk to my friends about how I'm feeling about the deployment or tell them what I'm struggling with or asking for help or, um, I don't know. We are also processing so much and it's not easy to push it away in distance. And it's not easy just to, I don't know. Like, it's really hard to describe like, like how I'm feeling during deployment because it, it's really my normal. I deal with this. So one person every once day. told me, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's gone a lot. Like, he's gone a lot that it's my, it's just my normal. One person once compared this process to almost a grieving process because you, you feel like you lost your significant other. Yeah. Because you are alone. Don't get me wrong. Like, you don't get to speak to him as much as you would choose to. You have to hold all of that stuff. You're managing not only your emotions, but you're managing two children and their emotions and trying to guide them through it and i mean we're not built to hold all of that in and i i realize that and i do see i do see you hurting and i also know that i want to respect your boundaries but i definitely feel like there's a, a whole other emotional side of it and you're right we don't want people to feel bad for us because we want to be those strong independent spouses women whatever because People tell us all the time, you signed up for this, you should have known. And I feel like that's what people look at you when you say, oh, I'm a military spouse. Well, you must be really strong yeah, because you go through assumption. this alone. And it's like playing mom and dad is so tiring. I'm not just playing mom. I'm also playing dad because their dad is away. And the things that we get frustrated about is what my husband is wishing he could get frustrated about as well. Um, guilt plays a big, big role in the deployment. Um, for example, like Father's Day is coming up in like two weeks, I think. And that's for like Father's Day is on Sunday and we go to church. And on Mother's Day during church, they drew a picture and they talked about Mother's Day. And then Riley gave me that picture for me. And it's like, I can't even take my daughter to church on Father's Day because I don't want her to sit in that room and have all these kids like color a picture for their dad and say okay well go give it to your daddy when they pick you up and Riley looked back on well I don't get to spend Father's Day with my daddy because he is deployed so I don't want her to get sad all over again because at that point we'll be like a month in a month and a half in that um we just don't want her to get sad all over again um and I'm sure it's sad for him over there knowing it's Father's Day and he can't even spend that holiday with his kids. So a guilt plays a big part in it as well. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I also feel like there's side of it that I've experienced. I've been very fortunate. My husband has not deployed, but we did spend three years Oconus, which is considered an overseas assignment in Hawaii. And I mean, I guess that some people stateside can get this too because you can be an entire all the way across the country. But we had a lot of guilt in missing out on a bunch of the stuff our family was going through. We missed both of our siblings graduating high school. I missed, um, like, I, I don't know, just a bunch of stuff. A bunch of our friends from back home getting married, a lot of sicknesses mm -hmm. and illnesses from our grandparents that. We didn't know what was going to happen, 
and we couldn't do anything until it was too late necessarily like we didn't have that choice because it's a thousand dollars to get back home and then have to get time off so there was a lot of guilt in that side of it just being it's just like you you jumped up and you disappeared from we were very close with mm-hmm. our family before we left and and family just does not understand as well no, like they we, don't they think you're just gone and that you don't care that we don't want to come and it's or that they don't try to take time off and it's like we do it's have a wedding hard. we are have a wedding this year and it's like four days after my husband comes home from deployment and we're telling family we're going to it and i mean we're flying seven hours away to this wedding lugging two kids carter's just getting home from deployment and we're still gonna suck it up and make the trip but now looking back on it i really don't think we can do it and i we're guilty of that i mean it's his cousin graduating he was in our wedding why can't we make that time to go to be in his wedding but in reality i mean that's going to be like 50 hours of traveling in a week for carter and it just it's a lot on the kids, too. It's a lot. It's a very big emotional roller coaster for everybody, the transition series when he gets back. I also think when, another thing that people don't consider when it comes to, like, the traveling aspect, most of our vacations is us traveling home to see people. We don't get those family vacations that people take each year. And it's because it's so costly. Like, it, it costs it's us expensive. a lot of money to go back home to travel and it's hard to do that when we go back. Um, but there, we do have a lot of resources. Wait, why did we stop? So I thought we would go ahead and bust some military myths that we hear a bunch of. I just, uh, like, these are some that we hear a lot of. And I'm going to ask the question, and I want you to bust it. Okay? You ready for this? Can I ask the question? (laughs) No, no, no. Everyone cheats in a military marriage. I know. No. Loaded loaded question up front. But that is, like, the biggest myth that we hear. And honestly, I don't know many people that have gone through it. I mean, of course, we're all on spouses' pages, and... Drama does unfold. But... Reading spouses, I mean, I've taken myself off of a lot of the spouse pages because (laughs) people are stupid on them, honestly. Literally, I really cannot stand military spouses, to be honest. I am one of those. They're all just fake bitches, but um, next one. Yeah, so. um, That could be in a podcast series, too. Okay. Okay. Well, every military couple has a dozen kids true dude i feel like that one's fairly true too because what's the first thing we did i mean in my you have that free health care i had two babies for free i think i paid 30 bucks each i was on my dad's tricare with riley and then i had my own tricare with colton and i don't think we got and a I bill went to a birthing center the 30 bucks was for my medication yeah like that you know like the pain meds and all the stuff that comes with postpartum that is true. A lot of people have a lot of kids in the military. I think you were stupid, but... You would have a lot of kids if you could. No, because you still got to pay for them. Are you going to be in the military the rest of your life? Or are you going to pay for all those kids to travel, go to college, buy a car? Facts. 
pay for braces, pay for whatever. Oh, yeah, our insurance doesn't really cover braces. They don't really cover anything with dental. Our dental sucks, but primary care. You got to think about the future. I think about the future. I would love if kids were free. I would love as many, but I don't know why people have so many kids in the military. It's just because, well, because it's free. I, I get it. I don't think it's just even that it's free. I think it's a lot to do with um, <laughs> loneliness. Loneliness and immediately after not seeing Austin for what is it? Is boot camp six weeks? Oh God! Here comes the deployment, baby. Bam! Literally a couple <laughs> weeks later into tech school. Right after that, Colton, baby number one. My youngest son was a uh, deployment baby. You can't help it. Like it happens. Okay. Let's see. All military couples get to travel the world. Absolutely not. Yeah. I, I mean, as you can <laughs> see, Madison has been here their entire career. I have career. been here for four years. He has two years left in the military, and we will still be here. So. Yeah, and I've gotten a little bit lucky, and I've gone as far as Hawaii. And it. it's not, not everyone gets to do it because you still pay for most it. Most people don't do it anymore because it's really expensive for the military Space to move families. Really hard to catch and, on yeah. And a lot of space aid is pretty much not even a thing anymore unless no. you're in California. Yeah, that would be nice. If we were in California, you could hop almost anywhere. Yeah. That's really convenient. Okay. Okay, this is the this is the best one. Military couples have a ton of money. <laughs> unless you're dual. If you're dual military, I feel like. I if wish. If you have no kids and you're dual military, I think that's the jackpot. If you have no kids, I feel like you can make good money. Oh, yeah. But. But with kids. No. Everyone says. Well, you don't pay for rent. You don't pay for housing. Lies, guys. You would not believe how much we pay to share a house. What's with our? People. I think we pay twenty six hundred for a house that is connected to our neighbor on a military housing. Twenty six hundred for a three bedroom. Yeah. With half a yard. But they gave yeah, us we a don't. Pool. They, they do not make recently. that we have to share with the whole community. <laughs> it's a community bath. It's literally a community bath. <laughs> Especially in the summer. It gets I, really warm. I take my shampoo and conditioner down there. Julie, if you're listening, we really don't do that. There's no shampoo down there. I put conditioner in my hair when I go down there. Okay. That's where we all go to wash off from the beach, to be That's honest. That's where we go to wash our bodies after okay. a long day. Yeah. We definitely... Um, they give us a housing allowance because we make so little money. Yeah. And by living off base, I can tell you that it's almost not even enough. I think not including BAH, like a airman, is that an airman probably makes $25,000 a year, not including BAH. Yeah, it's it's very little. You don't actually start making money until you become a staff. Yeah. That's probably when it hits a little bit better. Uh, And no, you do not make a lot of money on deployment. No. That's that's another big thing too. That's another after yeah, I forgot about that one. Let's see, and I think I'm gonna do one more. <laughs> this one's kinda funny. Um all military couples are straight. There's a lot of swingers. There's a lot of swingers. I I know there's a couple swingers on our base. Yeah. Just from reading the spouse page. Um, but a couple of the military spouse pages I follow, there's a lot of swingers, and I wonder why. I don't know. I don't know if it's a kind of like a common thing, and maybe we like just your spouse grow. deploys, you have a next one. I don't know. Well, apparently it's like a mutual thing, though. Isn't that what? And then when they do? come back, they reconnect all together. 
Yeah, that's it's weird, but oddly, that is a very big um, a thing. I met a swinger family before. I met one too. <laughs> it blew my mind. They, and they will let they you test know. The waters, and then like they fill you out. Almost in, I don't want to say a grooming fashion, <laughs> but they test you out and be like, let me see what these people's level, like how confident are they? And then they just spill it and they're just like, they're so open about it, I feel like. Okay, that was really fun. Um, let's talk about some resources. We almost talked about it earlier, but we're going to talk about it now. Madison's really good on the resources. We've both been a key spouse at some point in our life. Um, and they give you a lot of training during that time that helps you do that. But I feel like I'm going to let Madison take all these resources away for now. Oh, God. Um, so this could be different for every base, but I know at our base. And remember, this is Air Force specific for us. Exactly. Um, I actually met a couple deployed spouses at the pool, and not one single one of them knew that you get daycare hours when your spouse is deployed. You get 30 days before they leave. And then every month that they are deployed and then 30 days after they come home to reconnect with your spouse. It's 16 hours per child a month, um, which I think is awesome. And you just find an in-home daycare. It's called an FCC daycare on base, which there's a lot of people that do them. And you sign up and you get your 16 hours for free. Drop your kid off, you pick them up, and you go along with your day. You know, they also do that for PCSing. They do it for PCSing. They do it for appointment care. Oh, I didn't know about the appointment care. Yeah, if you have an, like, if you're going through serious appointments, like IVF, surgery, um, cancer treatment, blood treatments, literally any of that, you can get appointment care. Or if your spouse is a firefighter, police officer, a nurse, people who cannot take time off. Um, You can use it. There's also resources when your spouse is deployed that the Family Readiness Center will put on for you. It's kind of like little field trips. All the deployed families will go on a little field trip and the Family Readiness Center will pick. It's one field trip a month. For example, this past month was the zoo. Next month is painting with a twist. All the spouses, wives, husbands can go and paint and meet other spouses who also have members deployed. Um, The Family Readiness Center also gives you coupons for a free oil change when your spouse is deployed. Uh, 10% off on a daddy doll. What else do they do? I don't know if you knew this this is a little off topic but i don't think it's called the airmen and family readiness center anymore they just changed that this past year to the military family readiness center to make it all inclusive interesting mm-hmm. i don't pay attention to that shit okay I'm just trying to be helpful. <laughs> they also there's a lot of resources alone in that department. They've got the education resource that that's not deployment related. They've got um, job fair set up. Job fair. The military spouses are allotted a grant to go towards a cert- certification or a um, associate's degree. I think it's like $3,000 that they put towards that for you. And it's very easy to get. It's like my CAA. Something like that. Don't quote me on that. There's 
stuff when it comes to your jobs they've been there's been a really big focus on the last couple of years about uh, military spouses being able to continue to work because that's been a really big problem we don't have a lot of childcare, and our husbands are gone constantly so or work crazy hours so most military spouses stay home and i know there's been a big shift trying to fix that issue to the point where a lot of our license will transfer to other states without needing to take another certification course um there's a interest-free loan you can get for emergencies it's like say red cross isn't going to fly you out for a family emergency or a funeral uh if they're not in your actual immediate family but you do not have the savings to pay for, you know, $1,200 in flights one way, then you can go to the Military Family Readiness Center, and they will be nice enough to just write you a check right there. It's interest-free, and so you just pay it back within X amount of time, but there's no interest gained on it. Are there any other resources you can think about? Um, there's counselors... Th- to go through there's a marriage counseling retreat that is completely free um they normally have child care too it's yeah they include child care they include meals for three days they send you to a hotel friday saturday i believe you come home sunday um it's very strict and that's the only thing i don't enjoy about it we've been to some that it does depend one class and the rest of the time we were relaxing by the pool see i would prefer that I know our base chaplain does, it's three nights, um, it's very strict, I mean, you have to dress nice, you are not allowed to go see your children once they drop them off, you drop them off at 7am, and you're, the, the kids are there until 5pm, they feed the kids breakfast, lunch, dinner, same as you, it's completely free, they send you a nice resort, and then on Saturday, you also drop your kids off at 7 and then you have your in marriage retreat counseling until noon. And then they give you from like noon to five to like reconnect with your spouse. And then you pick your kids up. And the same goes for Sunday. But I, one thing I did not like about it is I wanted to go to one when, Colt, when my youngest son was little. And since he was nursing, I was not allowed to go in and out to nurse him. That was one thing that kind of. I could see all that's annoying. The one Threw we me went off. to was in Hawaii, and it was it was very lax. Like, we went to one meeting in the morning for about two hours, and then after that, we just had family time. And this is, like, a whole day, like, and so I was exhausted coming back home. Right. Like It wasn't a relaxing It was not relaxing. In a hotel room with your kids. Yeah. Which isn't fun. I definitely would probably do it if I didn't, like, have kids or, like, I had a family member come watch them at my house, and then we went. Um... We would reconsider doing it. I don't know. Maybe. They also do... Um, I think there is one more resource. There's a lot of resources altogether. I know that they also have... like. Do, you, do they do parents' night out here? It's normally like through a flight or a squadron. I think they hosted. used to. I haven't, I haven't seen it in a long time. And then time. it's a donation-based... I've not seen that in a long thing. time. Oh, okay. They do Bible study. Um, yeah, we have a chapel on base. That's normally pretty good. And I think that's really about like the There's a lot resources of that are used resources daily too. that I can think of the top of my head who I've personally used um, resources, but 
there's just a lot of deployment help that a lot of people don't know about. Like, get those 16 hours. Yeah. Drop them off for an hour and go grocery shopping. I personally hate grocery shopping with my kids. And to be clear, like, these FCC providers, they are... Go through a lot of training. They are well-trained, well-supervised. I mean, it's it's pretty intense. And even, like, process. people who want to be an FCC provider, um, I am currently one, and... If you want to be able to work and stay home with your children, this is a great option. Your kids, you get paid for your kids and you pick your rate. So I think in the state of Florida, it's like 310 per week per kid. And then I think it's 175 to 200 a week for your kids. If you have two kids um, like me and you pick your hours, which you still got to give a certain amount of hours. So I did like seven to five. Um, it's just a great way if you want to make some extra money. And But there is a lot of classes you have to take, a lot of training, a lot of background checks. Um, there's also the Airman's Attic. Isn't everything at the Airman's Attic free? free? Um, typically, it's for E6 and under. Um, I think this space is open to anyone, actually. Uh, but yeah, the airman's attic, people donate stuff there and you get literally everything. Yeah. Uniforms, uniforms, furniture, furniture, kids, toys, everything. And it's free. And it's all free. You can go there. It's great for people PCSing in and out. If you are going overseas, you can look into, um, like loaner furniture for while you're waiting for your items. We did that. It's called Aloha furniture and it's just like an actual bed and chairs and table it's really convenient it's free to do i think that's mainly for oconus spaces i don't know much base side that does that but who knows just look into it but all right so unless you have anything else to add no we just wanted to kind of introduce us to the military life we haven't really talked about it much um and hopefully we'll start posting again every Friday. And yeah. Well, there goes another Friday night episode. Um, please remember to come back and follow us for more. We will be releasing every Friday. Thanks for listening to Summer and Mad Dog. Peace out, Girl Scout.